Welcome to Let's Do Business, hosted by Alma Bañuelos, San Diego Unified's podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Let's Do Business. Today, we have my good friend, Damian Singleton. He's a senior procurement contracting officer with the City of San Diego's Purchasing and Contracting Department with over 20 years of experience working for America's finest city. Damien's experience includes procurement, public works, contracting, small business outreach, and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Damien is a powerful force in the workplace and uses his knowledge, positive attitude, and tireless energy to assist small businesses, client departments, and coworkers to reach their goals. He's also been a great person to contact through the Public Agency Consortium. We all love him and miss him at the Public Agency Consortium, but we know that he'll make his way back uh, one way or another. In his free time, Damien likes to golf, garden, and restore classic muscle cars, which I just recently saw a picture, and he does amazing work. Damien, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm How so are you? I'm good. I'm glad we were able to finally make it work and have you on the podcast. I know that you've been jumping around over there at the city, um, and uh, you've been covering a lot of different roles. So I'm glad we were able to connect once again. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So the topic for today's uh, podcast is making favorable first impressions with public agencies. We'd like to cover the do's and don'ts of meeting buyers from trying to book a meeting to following up. We are going to, you know, just get started and just talk about the different uh, ways that you all can make the most of your time while you're meeting with someone from a government agency that could potentially connect you with a a contract. So, Damien, let's just get started. You know, sometimes folks in small business, they get really excited when they're about to meet a procurement officer. Maybe someone connects them um, in the community and says, hey, I know someone from purchasing that you can talk to. Uh, what are some things that folks should kind of get ready that they can do so that they could get ready for a meeting with maybe a procurement officer or someone that could connect them with a contract in government agencies? Well, good question, Alma. Um, I'll start first by saying when you're going to meet a procurement professional, I'd say have an idea of who can utilize your goods and or services. Mm-hmm. If you come to me, um, I'm always help, happy to help, especially working in the small business and procurement space. But have an idea like, hey, I'm. there was a young lady who was selling a product and she already knew that Parks and Recs could oh. potentially use her product because it was a product that would be used at the beach. Yes. And she could already foresee how her product could be used. And by providing me with that bit of information, I can then kind of brainstorm and figure out, well, what other departments could utilize this product, project, or excuse me, product. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I would kind of discourage folks on, this mm. is again, my personal opinion, of course. but capability statement, <laughs> those things get emailed in and yes. it's almost like junk mail yeah, because it just says the same stuff. It's not personal and it's kind of just general in nature. So yeah. once you've seen one, you've seen them all and yeah. they kind of just kind of get filtered yeah. out. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'd say I kind of refrain from, 
sending those capability statements, I don't mind if people reach out to me personally, especially at outreach events. Uh, I feel like when I'm out at an outreach event, my job is to assist people. That's why they're coming to meet us procurement professionals and to get a leg up on how to get a contract or how to get a foot in the door. If I meet you at one of these events, I'm happy to take your business card. And one of the things that I do is I'll note a little description on the mm-hmm. back. Hey, a nice lady with the, <laughs> you know, seeing eye dog. Yeah. Or, hey, she had a really good, you know, product that was, I don't know, uh, you know, those trinkets that they give out. So I give myself a little reference on the business card. So when they reach out, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. You're the lady with the, it gives us both some familiarity and gives them, you know, a leg up to where, hey, I got someone who can potentially assist me. So those are probably just, excuse me, coming to the event, Mm -hmm. the outreach events, that would be a good tool for anyone looking to get a leg in because a lot of us agencies are all attending these events. You'll have procurement, you'll have construction, you'll have small business, you'll have a little bit of everything. So anytime these events are available through the PAC, through any of our sister agencies, I'd strongly advise vendors attend those because you can see all of us in one space, kind of leave your mark on us and have a a converse, a potential conversation down the road. Right. I, I'm going to circle back to the capabilities uh, statement because I feel the same about capabilities uh, statements um, only because uh, we, we don't use them. Uh, I think the city, True. like you said, the city doesn't use them. San Diego Unified doesn't use them. There m- might be other agencies that use them. I believe like a lot of federal folks might be using them, but but if we don't use them, don't push them on the agency. And so I think a nice question to ask is, would you like my capability statement versus just blanket email, you know, to everyone and anyone? Because then it starts a conversation. Like you said, we need to talk about whether or not you're a good fit. And if you come in ready with, this is how I believe I'm a good fit for your agency. That is a big bonus. Like the lady that you talked about with the um, item for the beach, that's great advice. And also the events are a good place to practice some of this stuff before you have some of these official meetings, right? I think Sydney and I, uh, our producer, Sydney, we uh, just came from an event yesterday, Young Black and in Business, BizCon. And um, we could tell that a lot of the entrepreneurs there were maybe a little um, fresh, right? A little green Mm -hmm. because they really didn't know what to do when they approached the table. But luckily enough, we're very friendly (laughs) people and we like to talk. So as folks approached and they just kind of were, you know, mingling and kind of like looking at the handouts, we'd say, oh, what do you do? You know? Uh, what is it that you do? What services do you provide? So kind of having that I, that down, I think, is a, is a good in to when you're meeting folks at network, networking events or when you get that opportunity to meet with a procurement officer or someone that could get you a contract for sure. Agreed. Yeah. So vendors, you know, they sell all kinds of different items. What? How would you say a vendor could potentially prep for like let's say getting that meeting they know they're going to meet with someone what would they need to know about themselves to kind of tell this procurement person um, that would kind of make them stand out from maybe others well first you need to have some uh self-confidence have some confidence (laughs) in your product have some confidence in your ability to Uh to sell it or to convey uh, why we should purchase your goods or services 
And I think that that would be number one. If you come in really enthusiastic and yeah. you feel good about your product, I'm going to probably feel like, hey, this person has done some research. But if you come in and you're not too sure yes. and you don't really know where you fit, I mean, I didn't create your product yes. and I'm not selling it. So I, I, I don't know where it fits either. Yeah. So you got to give me a little something. Also, probably just having your pricing in order, knowing exactly what you're going to charge, are there any bulk yes. discounts? Just the type of things that an agency like the government yes. would need. One thing that I tell a lot of vendors and people looking to do business with the city is we're a big agency. Yeah. And the things that we need to procure and services we need to provide mm -hmm. are typically on a large scale. Mm -hmm. They're not real small scale things that we need. So a lot of times governments have to buy from bigger uh, vendors, yes, just because of the need that the, the that they has. For instance, the city has a Staples contract, mm -hmm. and we have a lot of vendors who want to sell, uh, you know, pencils and paper clips and office supplies. But because of the the bulk and yes. the and the and the, the size of what we need, we have to go to a a vendor of of the appropriate size. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. sometimes the the city or these governments aren't the best place for you. But a lot of times it just depends on what, what the service or the good is. Right. I like that you mentioned that because um, that's a good thing to have in order, definitely. You don't want to have a blank face when someone asks you, how often can you provide this? Mm -hmm. what, what delivery schedule could we develop? Can you tell me your limitations with thresholds? Um, you know, things like that. And if you're just, you know, they're kind of like, uh, I don't no, you know, or let me get back to you. <laughs> right. Then that kind of puts a damper on the whole kind of meeting. I, I that's that's great advice. Something else that you mentioned that I I also liked was the confidence in the product. I think that goes with actually knowing your product fully, right? I think we meet sometimes, and and not that we don't like them, but you know, there's a lot of salespeople out there great. that are there to make the sell. Maybe they don't know the product fully in and out like engineers do, you know, for the company. But even as salespeople, you need to know the specifications of your products. I think I've uh, come across moments where folks tell me for the city of, uh, for not city of San Diego, your city of San Diego, but <laughs> for uh, San Diego Unified, oh my gosh, we have the best um, solar canopies for you. They're better than what you have right now. And my first question is, what do I have right now? Right. And they don't. They say, "Oh, well, I'm not sure, but I know it's better." Well, how do you know it's better? Maybe I have the best. Maybe I have your product already. You Correct. know. So, um, I, I like that you brought that up too. Know this. Know your product, and in knowing your product, know how it can be better, equal to what the agency is currently using right now. How it can make the agency either save money, have a better warranty, you know, all these different things where you can showcase, hey, this is why this product is worth your time. This is why meeting with me is worth your time. Very good. So let's say a vendor finally gets an appointment with a buyer. What are some things that they should do to make the most of their time? Uh, I think we mentioned some already, you mm -hmm. know, but is there anything else that you think maybe folks can do in that in those five, 10, you know, minutes that they would get with the buyer? Know your product. Um, if you have a sample product, oh, nice, yes. you know, um, you, you got to kind of think of something out of the box that everyone isn't doing, mm -hmm. uh, similar to the capability statement. Like yes. everyone's emails those just randomly. Yes. So um, 
pretty much just knowing your product. I don't personally, I don't mind if someone um, reaches out to call me uh-huh. or, you know, just because not everyone's going to call. And if this yes. person reaches out and says, hey, I'm going to give it a shot. And if I get somebody, then, hey, more power to them. You know, yes. thanks for taking the initiative. But the main thing when you get in front of us is just knowing your product, being able to explain what it does, how it's beneficial, and mainly how we can use it, how the agency can use it. And then uh, when you give me just some basics, I can pretty much say, hey, um, I think fire department police can use this, or we can use this in, you know, libraries if it's some sort of, you know, electronic, you know, categorizing software, Mm -hmm. or if it's something that's going to make services that we provide more efficient just know your product, have an idea on how it can help. And by giving me just those basics, I can kind of tell you, hey, we probably won't have a use for it. Yeah. Or I can point you in the right direction and or give you a contact person yes. who can, you know, help take you the rest of the way to yeah. selling your good and or services. And I like that you mentioned to point, pointing people in the right direction, right? Sometimes we might not even be the agency for you. It's not even that the opportunity won't isn't isn't now or later. It's just we don't buy that item. Luckily, here in San Diego, the Public Agency Consortium, we're a group of all the small business and outreach folks, and we all meet all the time. So luckily, I can be, uh, maybe other agencies can't do this, but um, as a representative, I could say, you know what, the school district never buys this, but I've seen the city. They buy this every now and then, every two years. Maybe you want to reach out to them. Um, so pointing people in the right direction, I think, is is great. That, that you do that, but as the vendor, follow up on those things yes. because they're, you're literally providing you like a map to a potential contracting opportunity. Correct. So following up is important. Yeah, it is. And I've had I've definitely uh, referred different vendors to some of the PAC agencies yes. before because yeah. there's things that, you know, sometimes the city isn't the best place for mm-hmm. certain vendors. And to your point, other agencies are. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on what the services yeah. or, or goods are. But I've definitely refer vendors to our other sister agencies. Yeah, sounds good. And, you know, let's talk about, you know, the 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 things that vendors should not do, right? Because sometimes it's great to to say, do this, do that. But also there's some red flags that come up for us at times. I know one of the red flags for our team is when someone comes to a meeting and they take absolutely zero notes. We're like, oh yeah, we're never going to hear back from that person. <laughs> because for us, it just means that they're not kind of, they're not going to maybe follow through. They're they're not really listening. Uh, maybe they're coming in with their own agenda and they want a contract right there and then on their terms. And that's just not how public agencies work. So note taking, what you should not do is not take notes. I and agree let's, with that. And let's uh, make that in the positive. Take notes when you go to meet with a, a procurement officer, right? So, um, so that's one of my things. But are there other things, or even when you walk up to a vendor at a networking event um, or or a meeting time, are there some things that you're like, oh, that's a red flag for me? Typically, when I get someone that's too negatively aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't get a hold of anyone over there at the city. Yes. Or, I've emailed you. A, you know, it's no understanding to the red tape and the layers of approvals and the processes that we go through working in the governmental agencies. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, I think when you don't work in these agencies, you think 
everything is as quick as the private sector. You yeah. can get things approved in a day or two, and you're on to the next. And unfortunately, the government agencies just don't work like that. So when I get someone who starts off kind of negative, you've already mm-hmm. kind of turned me off from yeah. even helping you because you know, you just, you're, you're not, you're not approaching me properly. And it goes with anything, you know, when you deal with someone, you get more with, with sugar than vinegar. So you need to be, you know, a bit respectful of the time Mm -hmm. that we're taking away from our jobs to assist. We we're glad to be there, but definitely approach the correct way. Right. Speaking to what you were talking about, the negatively aggressive of folks that sometimes uh, come to us, it's not that we don't understand you uh, folks out there listening to us. It's not that we don't agree that sometimes it is a little hard to get a hold of us. We totally agree. We know it. We live in this bureaucracy. We work in this bureaucracy. It's just when you come at us aggressively versus in an understanding kind of manner, it it sets a tone. It sets a tone for the rest of the meeting. So we totally understand you. And you can even open with that. Like, I have been trying to contact you. It's just been really difficult. That sounds very different to us then. Gosh, I keep trying to contact the city and no one's calling me back. You know, it's very different tones. The approach is everything. Approach is everything, like you said. Yes, Damien, um, definitely. So that's a very important thing. I think, um, you know, sometimes we get in different ways. We ha- we've tried to contact you. Um, you know, you all don't want to save money. You're just wasting your money with that other product. Um, there's different things that folks don't know. Specifications are a, a big thing for us. Um, know also the the folks that are overseeing the different agencies. So for us, DSA is a big thing. The Division of the State Architect, that is very important for us because there are certain items that if the D, if DSA has not approved you, we just cannot use you. That's for any school district in California. Yeah. So if you if you are saying, why aren't you using my product? And that's clearly the only reason why we can't use your product. That's something that folks should know. I'm sure the city has different uh, specifications and, and uh, requirements. requirements, things that are just part they're, of. They're non-negotiable. Non-negotiable, yeah. Under, so that's I guess that's another thing, understanding the non-negotiables for the agency that you're working with, because they will be different. For they, each agency. They will be. And we all have our different uh, requirements uh, for uh, thresholds mm-hmm. for um, uh, before we have to go to council for approval. Yes. We have different requirements as external requirements, like you mentioned, uh, particularly when we're doing um, services that are public works related. Mm-hmm. Say we need a bond for some services versus others where we would not. Um, but I wanted to touch on one more thing. Sure. Uh, before Please. we move on about the 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 do do not do's and do nots. The do's <laughs> and the do nots. So one of the other do nots is just showing up at the department. Mm. We get vendors who just show up at the department. I'm looking for Alma. <laughs> and you don't know they're coming, you don't know why they're yeah. there. And ordinarily I wouldn't have a problem with that, but what happens is the community talks. Mm. And one person shows up. Next week, five people will show up. Mm-hmm. Then there'll be 10 people showing up. Yes. And that's been my experience, especially when they find they finally get through to one person. It's like, oh, I got someone. Uh-huh. And then they say, hey, contact you know, Damien. And then next thing you know, I'm the prime contact for yes. everyone. So that can be a little frustrating because, you know, you get pulled away from your work just randomly. 
And uh, we do have quite a bit of responsibilities, yes. you know, as <laughs> as do you, uh, to where we definitely need to plan these meetings. So yes. I would say just be mindful when you're just popping in. I'd much rather prefer that email or phone call right. to where I can properly place you than for yes. you to just spring in on me. Yeah, that's a good point because sometimes folks come in and they want, they really want to talk to someone. And because sometimes we are the contact that they called out or we are the business outreach person, we'll meet with you briefly just to be, you know, kind and, and respectful. But that might be just time lost for you and for the representative because we might not be in the right department and it might have been something that could have been taken care of with an email where we could have directed you to maybe a better procurement officer or another department overall or another agency overall. So um, that's a good point. Thank you for that, Damien. Yeah. We have a lot of things. Reports are are a big one for us. Sometimes there's deadlines that we're dealing with and, and we just wouldn't be able to give you the time that would be appropriate um, to, to answer questions and, and help you out in the best way. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, So let's talk about also certifications. You know, lots of folks sometimes say, do these even matter? Do I, should I even bring them up when I meet a procurement officer? in, In my experience, sometimes they matter and sometimes they don't. What do you say about having certifications and, and bringing them up when folks are introducing themselves to procurement officers? I'd agree. I'd say sometimes they matter, sometimes they don't, but I think you should probably always mention them Mm -hmm. in the event that they do matter. Mm -hmm. The city of San Diego's small local business enterprise program are, it's a certification that's strictly for city of San Diego procurements and and contracts. So they don't apply. Well, I take that back. I think the airport, um, the San Diego international airport recognizes our certification. So right. They recognize our certification, but as far as the SOB certification itself, it only applies to City of San Diego procurements. It was designed for uh, City of San Diego procurements. Got it. Correct. But, you know, there's other certifications that we might recognize mm-hmm. as, as the small business micro with the DGS mm-hmm. could be future. What is it? Uh, not reservists, but a special designation potentially for military. Oh, okay. Very so, good. Yeah. I don't know if that's still on the table, but I know probably prior There's to COVID, it was, it. it was talks about it. Okay. But yes, definitely bring up your certifications. You never know when they'll apply or when they could give you an advantage, especially when it comes to scoring. Right. And points that are allocated. So right. I would definitely bring those up. Yeah. And again, that's probably even a good question to maybe have. If you have a certification, any of the certifications, small business, uh, DBE, Disabled Veteran Business Enterprise, minority-owned, women-owned, it's a good question to bring up when you do meet with a procurement officer to to kind of present it in that manner. I am a woman-owned business enterprise certified. Yes. How would that help you with your goals? Would that help with getting points in procurement? How is is that even is that recognized in your agency? And that's that it, it is recognized. It doesn't always uh, result in points or right. a preference, mm-hmm. um, but it is recognized by us. And I definitely think you should lead with that. That's a good point, Alma, mm-hmm. to say, hey, I'm a women-owned or I'm a 8A yes. you know, certified. 8A firm. certified yes. You know, those different things give us a little bit more insight when it comes to placement. Right. Hey, where would this vendor fit or where would this contractor fit? Mm-hmm. So definitely bring those up. 
What's another thing? Hmm. If you've done any work for other agencies, ah, okay, yes. that's typically a big one. So if you're trying to get into doing work with the city of San Diego, if you work with the school district or mm-hmm. you work with Caltrans, you know, we're all, we kind of know people at different agencies. Yes. We can check your, um, what is it, your references, references you know, yes. when you're, when you complete work and see how your work was with another agency. So that definitely helps. It also shows you have the capacity to service a governmental agency or provide services to us because yeah. that is a, bi- a big one. I do have a lot of vendors who um, approach me and they feel like, hey, I pay taxes. I'm entitled to yes. some of these contracts, <laughs> and which you are. Yeah. However, sometimes the city isn't the best place to get your feet wet yeah. because the the cost that you can incur just to do business with us. Again, a reminder to the red tape and the different layers of mm-hmm. approval yes. before you get paid. So that just goes as one of the things vendors should, could look into before yeah. approaching us. Yeah. Yeah. I think I get uh, um, some vendors uh, from time to time that say, you know, I've I've been working with Oceanside School District, Mm -hmm. but I live in San Diego. I just don't understand why I can't get a contract with San Diego Unified School District or you probably get the same thing. You know, I work with Riverside and I work with this other city, but I just can't get my foot in with city of San Diego. Well, let's try to figure out why, you know. We we don't have anything personally against any vendor, <laughs> you know, not Correct. that I know of. There's no blacklist anywhere of don't do business with this person that every agency shares. Like, no, that doesn't exist. Nope. But, you know, there may be some things that we're not understanding where we're not making the connection. Part of it is just knowing the contracting mechanism and the schedule. Right. Some folks issue contracts every two or three years. We're one of those agencies where, hey, we just solicited for architects not too long ago. You're not going to see that contract for another two to three more years, right? Right. So if you miss that uh, solicitation, it's going to be a while before you see it again. Other agencies may not operate that way. They might solicit for an architect for each and every contract as they are released. So knowing that I think is important. But then also knowing the other things that might be limiting you from working with one agency that may look on the outside very similar to uh, who you want to work with, uh, who you've worked with before, but they might have very different requirements. That's true. Yeah. And to that point, um, we we solicit all of our formal procurements on mm-hmm. Planet Bids. Yes. <laughs> and Planet Bids is where I would recommend that yes. you stay current. Keep your information up to date. Keep your work and commodity codes up to date. Because when we solicit a project, it could be one that's solicited for two years with three one-year options. Yes. So you could not see this contract again for five years, potentially. Yeah. So definitely a reason to stay current and to keep your profile on the on the websites that these agencies mm-hmm. solicit at. Keep your information up to date. Yes. That way when opportunities are available, you're ready to, to pounce on them. Yes. And you bring up a good point. Planet Bids, uh, for folks out there that don't know what Planet Bids, get very familiar with it. <laughs> Go ahead and look up planetbids.com. It's one that's used by a lot of the agencies here. The city of San Diego uses it. San Diego Unified School District uses it. And other uh, public agencies, local public agencies use them here. The portal for each agency is standalone. 
So if you sign up with the city of San Diego, that doesn't necessarily translate for you getting notifications to San Diego Unified. And I said that doesn't usually translate, but it doesn't. It just doesn't. They are completely different operating uh, platforms. So you have to sign up with each platform so you can get notifications for each agency. You also will have to update your uh, profiles for each agency to continue to get notifications. And depending on how the system is set up, you may get kicked out after a year. Some of them have different um, mechanisms put into place. So make sure you're up to date on the platforms, uh, the the bidding platforms that each agency uses. And not everyone uses Planet Bids because I think Sandag uses something different and Caltrans uses their own Cal ePercure. So there's a lot of different platforms out there. Get familiar with the agency that you're working with or that you'd like to work with and sign up to their platforms. Right. Um, one of the things that I was going to ask, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit, is, you know, sometimes, especially since we have so many agencies here, you know, someone will say, I'm selling, you know, something to the county now. How come the, the city doesn't just jump on that contract and, and buy stuff from, from me too? Uh, what would you say to someone uh, that says that? We've kind of answered it a little bit, but, you know, it, it's a common question. Uh, well, one of the first thing I'd ask is how was that uh, procurement awarded? Was it a formal? Was it informal? Mm-hmm. Was it a by quote? Because that could vary in why you were awarded the contract. You know, were you the highest score proposer on an RFP or were you the lowest price vendor via the quote process? So just because one agency utilizes you versus another, there's different factors that each agency is looking at and different evaluation criteria that each agency is going to be looking at for their needs. And maybe your needs met that agency's criteria, but you don't meet our criteria. So that's just one of many things that could potentially um, be an issue for us. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're getting close to the end of our session here. There's a few things that stood out from our session today. You know, as we reach the end of our podcast episode here, I'd like to just summarize uh, some of those things. One of them is that capability statement, right? There's a lot of agencies that like them, and they definitely upload them and include them in their uh, databases. But some of us, we just don't use them. We either have our own database system with different things that we're going to ask you, or our platform like like Planet Bids, where you create your own profile. That was a great uh, a point um, there showing up unannounced is not <laughs> necessarily just like at home you know yep. uh, at work it also kind of is a little shocking um, that's one that we may not necessarily like and knowing yourself and knowing your product and being confident about what you're presenting to a buyer a purchaser uh, when you're networking understanding who you're talking to and knowing what questions that they're going to ask and being ready with those answers. And some of those are specifications, thresholds, limitations with delivery, costs, if there's any discounts with bulk, warranties, all that stuff. These are important things for you to know about your services and your product when you're talking to a procurement officer, someone like Damien over at the city. Uh, Is there anything else, Damien, that you'd like to add? Any things that you kind of are thinking about as you're reflecting back on your experience as a procurement officer? Things that you think like, hey, um, this is uh, something I'd like to leave uh, the folks out there with. Um, I definitely want to leave the folks with um, us procurement and small business professionals and 
people who show up at these outreach events. We're really here to help assist the small business community. If we didn't like assisting the small business community, there's a <laughs> million other jobs within our agencies we could be doing yes. for more money, <laughs> for a, a better work-life balance. <laughs> so just know that when you see us um, at these events, we're truly here to help. Just, re- just a reminder is to approach us with respect uh, know your product, and most of us here are definitely experienced enough and able to point you in the right direction to help get you some leads. So, great that would advice. Be my, yes, <laughs> my ending <laughs> statement. I love it. Yes, you know we, we. I think you're definitely right. We try to be as friendly as possible, and um, and not just friendly, but helpful, right? And um, if if we're saying no, it's not because we don't like you. It's because we're trying to help you. Like even in saying no or pointing you in the right direction or or saying um, any of, of these things it's it's in comes from a space of trying to be helpful and kind to small business I mean we love small businesses they they definitely are the backbone of not just not just San Diego but the whole country so great great words to to leave on well thank you again Damien we're so happy we finally made this happen and we're so thankful that you were able to give us some of your wisdom here today for everyone out there thank you so much for listening to us today and until next time let's do business